Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at some of the NBA teams that I think need to uh, pack it in and rebuild. Uh, these are some of the teams out there that this season aren't doing that great. Last season, they might have not done that great. And they just need to pack it in, rebuild, start over, start from scratch. And these are specifically teams that seemingly aren't giving up every single year, even though they probably should. And so uh, we're going to look at um, some of those teams right now, and uh, we'll go from there. So the first one has tried pretty much everything they can to make themselves a championship team, and they just can't get it done. And that's the Washington Wizards. The Wizards had John Wall. John Wall and Bradley Beal, when healthy, were great tandem and it didn't work out because of the injuries to John Wall. You know, Bradley Beal had a great season on his own, but it wasn't enough. They brought in Scott Brooks. He's not done great as a head coach, even though he was successful in OKC. Now they brought in Westbrook, hoping that Westbrook can be that savior. And while Westbrook's a guy who averages close to a triple-double every season, you're not looking at a guy who can help this team any more than John Wall did because... They're the worst in the East. And, you know, the Wizards have been stuck in this sort of limbo area because every year they've tried to compete and every year they've just failed um, every single time. And you look at the Washington Wizards with Bradley Beal, you know, they're not going to get better. And with the East always uh, improving and teams kind of making a lot of different moves uh, to get better, the Wizards really just are struggling. And it might be, and in my opinion, it is time to pack it in, rebuild, and start from scratch. Now, the biggest uh, issue is Westbrook because he's $40 million. And there's pretty much a handful of guys you could trade for Westbrook, but they're all guys that either A, are very overpaid and not worth their money, or B, they're basically the same thing as Westbrook, Chris Paul, John Wall, all these, you know, big contract point guards, Blake Griffin's a big contract. A lot of these big contracts, you'd basically be, you know, exchanging one good player for another, and if you're looking to rebuild, that's not the case, so you're going to have to try and find out ways to get multiple pieces in there and if that means the Wizards take on three or four contracts that are you know 10 12 14 million and then they trade away Westbrook with some smaller contracts to even things out then I guess that's the case but Westbrook's value is I think lower than expected um, and is getting lower just because he is a great player don't get me wrong but he hasn't proven he can win and he's been on a great team with OKC when they had Durant and with Paul George. And now um, played with Houston uh, and then the Wizards. And it just doesn't seem like it's working. So he's a tough uh, sell. The easier sell is Bradley Beal, who makes $28 million. He's under contract for several years. And the amount of teams that would have interest in a guy like Bradley Beal is uh, pretty high. And a lot of teams don't have the assets to go after someone like James Harden, but they would have... Um, the assets to go after Bradley Beal because he's not as good as James Harden. Although the Wizards have uh, put Bradley Beal off the table pretty much since he's been um, playing at this level. It's been like 
three years in a row, people have been saying, yeah, get rid of Bradley Beal. He doesn't fit. And Washington's just been like, yeah, he's off limits for some odd reason. Um, you know, he's been uh, off the table, which I think there are teams out there who could have and probably would have had interest. I know probably last year the Celtics would have probably traded Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. Uh, but obviously he wasn't available. I'm sure um, maybe Ben Simmons would have been available um, prior to this season for Bradley Beal. I think there are a lot of guys out there who um, would have uh, had interest, uh, teams that have interest, but it just doesn't seem like it's going that way. And so I think the Wizards have to trade Bradley Beal. They have to trade uh, Russell Westbrook. they got to start over. they got to, you know, rebuild because they're not going to win in this NBA, especially in this Eastern Conference with – a lot of great teams out there. Uh, it just doesn't seem like it's going in their favor, and it might be time to pack it in. Now, this next one, I know it's early in the season, but Toronto. Toronto has just gone downhill um, ever since Kawhi left. Uh, they lost out on Ibaka and Gasol recently and replaced them with B-list uh, basketball players Alex Len and uh, Aaron Baines, who are decent, but they're not as good uh, at least for Toronto, as um, Ibaka and Gasol were. And um, they re-signed Van Vliet, which is great, but you have the whole thing with Kyle Lowry being a free agent. And if uh, next season doesn't, um, you know, go as well as um, things are, and maybe this season doesn't go as well as things are, he could, you know, just not sign with the team, even though he's been there for, like, uh, a long time. I think Kyle Lowry is going to have to search for his options because, you know, he did what he wanted to do. He won a championship for Toronto. This is a city that gave him a shot. He was a point guard in Memphis. He played in, in uh, Houston. They weren't really his spot. Didn't work out. He went to Toronto, and he won a championship in Toronto. And so, you know, he's done his thing, and now he's getting to the end of his career. He might want to, you know, try something somewhere else, I think, um, Maybe trade him for a younger piece and then try and, you know, you have Siakam, uh, OG and Anubi's young. Um, Norman Powell and Fred Van Vliet are a little bit older, but if you want to get rid of those guys for a younger player, you know, maybe um, you could get that to work. But Toronto, sort of with Washington, although not on the same sort of uh, level, you know, the Raptors have had their success. It might be time for them to rebuild and start over, especially seeing as the league itself is just um, ever so changing. Then we have uh, this next team here, which they're actually doing uh, not too bad right now, but I don't expect it to last, and that's Orlando. Orlando is one of the biggest question marks in the NBA because they have two guys who play power forward in Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, and both of which you could argue are starting level power forwards. And then you have two centers. Obviously, Vucevic is an all-star and Mo Bamba's a bust. But uh, Orlando still thinks Bamba, I guess, could turn out to be something. I don't see why you need him. You have Karim Birch, who can be a backup center. Um, and you have Al Farouk Aminu, who's a power forward who could, in theory, play small ball center. So getting rid of Bamba for a guard... Might be a little bit better. I think their point guard situation is uh, shoddy at best. I think Fultz is doing pretty solid, but he's not an all-star level point guard, nor is he a playoff point guard. Same uh, with Cole Anthony, but I'm not going to 
knock Cole Anthony because he's just a rookie. You know, Fournier's there, but he's going to be gone in a year. Um, Terrence Ross is having a great season, and I think that's a good thing. But, you know, I think Orlando, they got a lot of uh, these pieces that probably fit better in other places. And so, you know, moving on from Vucevic, maybe uh, having Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba as your two young uh, power forward slash center pieces. And then, um, you know, taking some of these other players. I think Markel Fultz has... Uh, good uh, starting point guard abilities right now, but I think Cole Anthony is going to be the guy for your future. Maybe try and get rid of Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Terrence Ross, uh, Evan Fournier, see what you can garner for young assets and draft picks and kind of rebuild in that sense and, and move on. Next, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think for Cleveland, their team is good with the Sexton-Garland um, point guard-shooting guard tandem. I think they need young players at the power forward in the center. I think Isaac Okoro is their small forward of the future. They need uh, dominant uh, pieces down low, um, players who are young and talented and fit their timeline a lot better. And so I do believe that the Cavaliers should go down that route. They tried to you know, rebuild, and they're trying to do their own sort of rebuild post-LeBron James championship era. And I don't know why Kevin Love is still on that team, even though um, they're not going to win a championship anytime soon. He's losing value every year, and you're just kind of wasting him away. Andre Drummond's a one-year contract, and so if there is a team out there that wants to get rid of a contract or so, and they want to bring in... Um, Drummond to fill the center position. I could see um, a whole host of teams having interest. Charlotte uh, could use a starting center. Um, maybe Toronto throws their hat in the ring. Um, they did have a ton of open cap space. Uh, maybe they try something there. Dallas could throw their hat in the ring for Andre Drummond because uh, that could be a good situation for them. Uh, Portland, maybe. I know they have Nurkic, but you never know if uh, Drummond's a better fit, then they try that. So I do think uh, Cleveland should consider um, maybe just, you know, throwing in the towel and starting from scratch. Because you have Philadelphia, Boston, Indiana, Milwaukee. Um, you have Brooklyn and Miami and Atlanta. Is seven teams right there that, in my opinion, with all the moves they've made, all the players they have, they're playoff teams. I don't think Cleveland is a playoff team, even though right now they're um, in the playoff race. Um, eventually, the season will uh, figure itself out. And I think that they should get rid of Kevin Love and Drummond and get young pieces and start over. Then we have a team that I think it's very hard for people to see them as anything other than a playoff team, and that's the San Antonio Spurs. Because for the last, you know... 25 or so years they've been very dominant you know Tim Duncan came in with David Robinson they won championship then you get uh, Ginobili and um, Tony Parker championship then you had Kawhi championship they've made the playoffs for that whole span I think last year was the first year they didn't make the playoffs and you know I think Greg Popovich is um, getting older and he's looking at potentially having an exit at some point kind of ending his career um, right there, uh, you know, and they have DeRozan, they have LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, they do have a lot of young players that are 
um, potentially going to work in their favor. But I think while there's still value for Aldridge and DeRozan, get rid of those guys because they're going to both be free agents in 2021 and maybe they'll stay. But there's a good chance that if a team has enough cap space, especially seeing as the big names we all expected aren't on the board, teams are going to go out and, you know, spend their money on DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. And, you know, I don't see um, those two staying. So get rid of those guys, get some draft picks, kind of start over, start from scratch and make things work uh, a little bit better because, you know, I think it's time for San Antonio to um, just they've run their course and to start a rebuild because they got young pieces. They need a few more and they'll be pretty good. And then we have the Houston Rockets and it seems like the Houston Rockets uh, just have a lot going on. And we're kind of at this limbo period with uh, James Harden. You know, teams aren't a hundred percent invested in James Harden like they once were. I think at that point in time, the Houston Rockets weren't really interested in making um, any sort of a move with Harden but now it seems like they're interested in making moves and it just seems like the market's closed a little bit and there's not much interest in trading for James Harden but I think Houston needs to do something I think it's going to get to the point where either teams are going to just have to pony up or if Houston gets desperate they're going to have to take the best offer they can get and it might not be what they were expecting but it could be something um, that works for them. And so as time passes, you know, things can get better or worse, depending. And so right now they're out of the playoff race. They don't look that good. And it's very difficult to see a pathway for uh, Houston to make the playoffs this year just because their team is just not at its uh, greatest level. You have uh, Christian Wood, who is probably the best player outside of Harden at this point. You know, there are guys like Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, uh, Daniel House, who all have value. And John Wall could, and at some point, if he's healthy the whole season, will have value. Um, and teams who need a point guard could look to John Wall. You know, you're probably not going to get too much for John Wall just because of the fact that he was injured the last two seasons for most of it and now he comes into this season healthy but again how long will he stay healthy before uh he gets hurt and if he gets hurt is he going to be down for the remainder of the season or is it going to be a short injury so his value is not as high as James Harden's obviously but I think there's always someone and some things you can get and if I was um you know Houston you got a new head coach, you got a new general manager, you're starting from scratch, you know. It's going to eventually take place, a James Harden trade. It's inevitable. It's just the problem being, will the Houston Rockets take an offer that they're not 100% happy with? Because if the offers that they're looking for aren't actually on the table, then it might get to the point where Houston decides to just bite the bullet and take an offer that might not be everything they're expecting, but as good as they can get at this point and so you know in my opinion I would say that the you know Houston Rockets would need to blow it up and start over you know there's a lot you can get um, and I think uh, you know that's something that they really have to consider because if they uh, are really looking to start over it's a good thing to do it now um, get rid of Harden get rid of you know some of these other pieces and 
you know, start from uh, the beginning. Final thing I want to look at, and this is involving COVID and the NBA. So last season we saw the NBA bubble, which was uh, by many accounts a success, but those closest to the NBA circles said that wasn't going to happen again. Well, more and more it seems like the NBA bubble um, was a lot more successful than what is going on right now. Um, there have been a lot of players who have been out of um, games. For example, right now we have um, the Boston Celtics who will be playing against Miami. There are nine guys that are all out. They have Kemba and Romeo Langford out for injuries outside of COVID. And then they have seven players who are sitting because of the COVID watch, which is Javante Green, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Semi Ojale, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and uh, Tristan Thompson, meaning that the Celtics will only have Marcus Smart, Jeff Teague, Peyton Pritchard, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Aaron Nesmith, Daniel Tyson, Taco Fall uh, for their game against Miami and likely the game against the Bulls on Tuesday and Wednesday's game against Orlando. Um, you have, at this point, um, you know, these guys who are out. Philadelphia um, only had seven healthy players, um, and that was uh, against Denver on Saturday. Um, you know, there are a lot of players who have been out because of covid Max Kelber of Dallas is now the newest uh, COVID positive case. Um, and I don't know if other players on the Dallas Mavericks will have to sit out because of him being there. Um, and um, Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Josh Richardson um, entered the health and safety protocols after one of them tested positive on Friday. They are quarantined. Um, and, you know, um, they didn't say which one of those three got, um, COVID itself, um, but the NBA is, um, dealing with COVID and until, um, vaccines are readily available, um, uh, then we are going to see, um, a lot more COVID cases. So the question is, does the NBA go back to a bubble style? Because while there is a vaccine available, the NBA players, just because they're NBA players, aren't going to be on the list of people to get it right away just because of their status. They have to obviously give it to those in need first, and then basketball players who obviously aren't in need of COVID vaccines will have to um, get it second. And so, you know, I think if things, you know, start going down the rabbit hole and, you know, the NBA starts getting uh, more positive cases and teams and you know, players are having to quarantine just because they're around someone. You know, if one player gets it and you're playing with a team of guys, you know, you have to quarantine, uh, you know, the person who has it plus everyone else who was around him, which is most notably, you know, probably your teammates and coaches and whatnot. And so I think getting this bubble situation back and running might have to be what they do just because it did work out so well. And you know, once players were in that bubble, there weren't really any COVID positive cases. When you have the uncertainty of the real world surrounding you, if you're a Celtics player, you, I'm assuming, live in the Boston or outer Boston region, 
if you're a Lakers uh, player, you live in Los Angeles or the outer Los Angeles area. And so um, you have to deal with COVID in um, the real world. And so the bubble, it was nice because they didn't have to deal with that. They just had the bubble and everyone around them was tested and there was no um, no issues with that. And so maybe the NBA has to go back to the bubble if that's going to be the safest option.